Hello and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. We are here at Ashton Gate ahead of England against Wales. Pod wife is back. Berth, lovely hug earlier on. Lovely to be back in your presence. How are you? I know, it's nice to be doing this in person, not through Zoom, isn't it? And we've got ourselves a bit of a top-notch studio right now. Haven't we just? The backdrop is a beautiful sun-kissed Ashton Gate, uh, as I say, ahead of the England-Wales game. If that wasn't good enough, but we've got another World Cup winner here as well. <laughs> World NBA. Cup winning captain, oh, Katie Daniel-Clean, MB. <laughs> Katie, how are you? I'm grand, thank you. Lovely to see you both. How are you? How's being mother? Sort of a second phase, as it were. I've escaped for the evening. Um, <laughs> no, it's great. It's obviously slightly more tiring. When they say two is double the trouble, it really is. But no, we're good. We're surviving and everybody's still alive. Absolutely. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> and you guys are doing a bit of O2 stuff online tonight around the game. But look, we haven't got you for very much time. So let's get straight into it, Berth. The biggest question, I suspect, if anyone follows you on social media, is what on earth are you building now? <laughs> very good question. Um, I am building out the front of the house. We've got a piling going on. And then cement pouring. Um, we might have lost a few listeners by now, Johnny. But, um, yeah, basically the front, we're having it uh, a concrete slab put in. For what, what, what purpose? So we can step into our house at the moment. We've got, a, like, a, a two-foot step to get into the house. And there goes the last listener. <laughs> um, if hey, you are still with us, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move DIY on. DIY fans out there that tune in just for uh, these Kevin updates, Kevin Chap from Channel 4 still on, the uh, grand design fella. <laughs> But everyone else is gone. Uh, look, let's, let's get into some rugby. Um, ladies, let's look back before we just jump forward. Um, Katie, what did you make of the performance down at Sandy Park? I think that game for me was kind of everything you would expect for a, a first game. Like having chatted to somebody like Alex Matthews, she, some of those girls haven't played any rugby since April. And I, I think we probably saw that in in heaps, to be honest. I think their defence was outstanding, the intensity of what they showed, how much they got off the line and, and pressured America. But for me, we probably want to see a bit more accuracy in their attack this evening. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the way that they defended was another level that I haven't seen England play. And, and just the relentless knot of it was really, really impressive. But I think in attack, we kind of didn't really see England go through too many phases, build some pressure. And often or not, it was lack of the opposition's errors that then allowed England's opportunities so for tonight we'd love to see that kind of synergy in attack re- be as, as alive as it is in defence Katie something I asked Sunter uh, last week's pod and I want to get your take on it as we've got you um, how important were those last two or three the person against the player the, the, the combination of that you guys had a ball in Marcosi outside of squatters and camper vans and all the rest of your training field um, but you, ha- you look like you're enjoying each other's company. Just how important is that for mids? It's going to be huge, and especially when you look at how long away, how long the girls are away for. Like we were away for three weeks, so the fact that they're going to be double the time, listening to some of the venues as well, is going to be a little bit more remote, so they're not just going to be in the town and and kind of being able to access everything. So I think that will massively come into play. You know, good people are are sometimes more valuable than good players. And I think these last two spaces will be an opportunity. And, and he would have been watching the dynamic of the girls. He would have been yeah. watching how people interact. So, yes, we're talking about performances this evening, and, and rugby's very important. But also the build-up to this point will have been crucial just to see how people get on and, and how they kind of enhance the vibe, because that will be huge later stages of that, of that tournament. Yeah. It will indeed. World Cup squads, while we've still got you, 
New Zealand announced France, Australia, Canada. Let's go to New Zealand first, uh, just a couple of days ago. What stuck out for you, especially in your position, Berth, with the leading question? Yeah, obviously, we've seen the um, Chasey Stelman's not going to be in the team. Um, Chasey Alley, as uh, we used to know. Yes, her. used to be. And, um, and obviously, she's been on the pod with us. But I think, you know, she took that massive knock, got really bad concussion, and that was probably her opportunity to, to put herself forward. And I think knowing that the girls in the sevens team also came back fit and well, it gives another extra opportunity for somebody in the in the centre field as well. So she's potentially missed out from that from that perspective. These two ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, are so important. They've just been hand-delivered coffee and tea on a silver salver. Unbelievable. Extraordinary. Do carry on, Rachel Berthold. Yeah, so I think, you know, um, you know, Fitzpatrick played really well when she came on at the pitch as well. And you, I just think she's, she's had a bit of bad luck. She hasn't had enough opportunity. She then got that really nasty concussion, which then probably ruled her out for those later stages of training, which... You know, often it can come down to those training those last couple of weeks, whether you're going to be in or out. Um, so obviously that's a big one. And, and Les Elder is probably another one that everybody may be expected to be going. Or potentially not, because she hasn't been involved in the squad since the tour to, to England. So maybe that was already always going to be on the cards still. You know, somebody who's been right in the thick of all those really difficult times with, with their squad to not be going it is, is really hard. So that there'll be elation from a lot of those players. But, you know... We, we've been there where we've not been picked for certain games and it's tough to, to get through. So, yeah, it's, it's a challenging time. Count on one hand the amount of games you two have been picked for. Um, <laughs> Katie, Sarah Hirony, you talk, spoke a moment ago about, about people, the importance of people. Sarah Hirony, just like a magnet of a, of a person. Stacey Flula, the silent assassin, great energy. Portia wouldn't be there and done it. What do those three sevens players add to this 15 squad? Yeah, and we just touched on it, didn't we? It's, I mean, obviously, phenomenal rugby players. I think the, the, the first thing to be interested is how quickly they can transition back to 15s. They haven't got a lot of rugby to play. It's literally going to come out of a 7th World Cup and straight into 15. So for me, I think that's a really, it's, a, it's an interesting call. But like you say, it's that people factor, isn't it? It's that magnet. They've got that winner mentality. They've done every, especially uh, Hirini and, and Portia, have done everything on the stage. So a home World Cup will come with a lot of pressure. Haven't played in one. And I think probably you just want some people in there that have got a cool head that can deal with it. They know how to manage themselves and will be able to manage others around them. As ever, an excellent point. <laughs> um, move to Australia, the other side of the Tasman. Shannon Parry, captain. Talking about totem poles, magnetic people. Shiny Williams from just picking up. I'm just on the full set now. Yeah, I see. Um, the lot, the World Marvel. Cups, Olympics, World Series, all the rest of it. Commonwealth Games. Um, fabulous player. What is what? What would she bring to that Australian side? I think, you know, the, the points that Katie touched on, she brings all of that experience, that calmness, and I think she is somebody who could literally just slot back in. It's not going to take her a couple of weeks to get into. She'll know exactly what her role is. But just, there's there's certain players, when they're in your team, it's a bit like an Emily Scarrett, when they're in the team, they give them a huge boost, and that's what she'll bring, and that's what she'll add. And I think all of her rugby attributes but also her leadership that kind of that aura that she has around her and you know we know that this Australia team needs something like that because they haven't had a great run of games they have been struggling and and you know hopefully she can be a little bit of a lift and an inspiration to everybody around her yeah because they, they don't go into the competition of great form having lost the the last six with the, the new coach um France going from sort of fairly settled and know what's going on France Bonkers and bizarre. Uh, no Bougiard, no Banet, no Fulani, no Diallo. Joanne Grisez. 
uh, comes in from bag sevens, uh, have not played 15s for the last two years. Um, typically France for you, Katie? It's everything you would hope for them and more, isn't it? Let's be honest, especially since they're in our group. I think for me, the, the biggest one, like Bouchard and Benet not being in it, they've been like stalwarts of that French backline for as long as I can remember. So, yeah, like, I mean, I'd love to be in their camp. You'd love just to spend a day in with France just to see how they approach it. But I think they're huge calls, really, really big. Fellaini, just probably maybe not as much, probably Fals come in and really made that... Um, that position at our own hasn't changed Six Nations but the two backs yeah fascinating it's absolutely fascinating um, Canada no real massive surprises uh, in that Canadian squad for me have you had a chance just to cast your eye over that Rachel Burford I think it's, it's a pretty settled squad isn't it from yep. the one that's tall physical oh well I mean they, a lot of them are playing in the Allianz Premier 15 consistently so that's really helped them but like you say consistent strong powerful you know they they put in a really good performance against Wales so they'll be they'll be riding off of that as well um but you, you, there's not any surprises in there that you think oh so and so has not been left out or that's a new name that we've not seen before we say about about certain teams Canada I, I think we, we could probably pop the mortgage on they're not going to win the cup but they may well have a huge influence on who does would you go along with that, Katie? Yeah, and I think Canada have the potential to be um, like a top, a, a bogey side for some teams. We definitely found that in, in 2014. They've got a very good pack. And, and like Bert said, a lot of them have been playing AP15s for the season, which I think just raises them. You know, Laura Russell like, has been around for a long time. I think for me, they've got probably the most experience switched on. And that physicality is what they what they bring. I think they probably sometimes their bat line has potentially been the thing that you would be a bit more questionable about. But Alex Tessier has been around for a long time, a very solid operator. So it wouldn't surprise me if we're talking about Canada in the later stages of this tournament again. You agree, Beth? Yeah, I think I think Katie's spot on there. And I think that so often, and we've always said they're so athletic, they're so strong, they're so powerful. But now they've got that backing of that rugby knowledge and they can bring that and they can test teams and pressure teams. And, you know, sometimes they don't always get the points, but the amount of pressure that they do put onto the other team, if they can convert some of their own pressures on into points, then they will be a team that will be challenging at this Rugby World Cup. Ladies, thank you so much for your thoughts. Enjoy the game. Thank you, Katie, for joining us. I'm Kira Bevan and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Final whistle at Aston Gate, and it is history. 25 tests in a row that England have won. No team has ever done that in the history of rugby union. 11 tries in the end, 73-7 for a very dominant England side. Helena Rowland with a hat-trick. Emily Scout with two. Marley Packer, penalty try in there. Ellie Kildun, Amy Kukane, Hannah Bottomant and Zoe Albroff. Scout with five conversions and Rowland with one. Wales are just a single score. Gwen Crabb, El Snowsill converted that. Pitchside post-match uh, with the Budwife. Two picks through the bones of that game. Reasonably impressive. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it, Bert? Because England are at a, at a different level to, to most of the teams they're playing at the moment. That's a record. Nobody's ever won 25 international test matches in a row ever before. And England were, were very, very dominant. But let's judge England by England's standards rather than the scoreboard which, of course, read 73-7 in the end. Your assessment of England? I 
think it was a much improved performance in terms of continuity, which was something that we said about in, in terms of their attack. I thought we saw some incredible line breaks. You know, you could just see players running great lines. Obviously, think about what was there, three or four tries where someone's busted through the middle, straight on the shoulder, you've got two or three players around you. So I think those, those kind of things, it seemed um, a much improved side. I think defensively, they they weren't really tested, no. but were still suffocated Wales. Like, yep. you know, it didn't matter what the scoreboard was. England never let up about that. Um, you know, as soon as one player went in, there was two or three more bodies around it, competing at the ruck, making it a real nightmare for them. And, you know, that related to... The, I know they got seven points early on in that game, Wales did, but the rest of the game, they did not look like they were going to be scoring. So that element, set piece, was dominant, was really oh. dominant. We saw variation off the line-out, which I thought was good. Yep. Seeing Emmy Scarrick go over twice, yep. um, which was brilliant to break away from the back of the mall. Um, so, yeah, I think there was a, a lot of really, really good stuff out there. A really challenging game as well. I think we should highlight that, how... This is a game that players are going to be playing for the, a couple of those final spots. Yes. Pressure, worrying about injury. There's a plane to get on next week. Um, and it's high pressure. And it was in front of over 11,000 people on a Wednesday night. So lots of pressure. They handled it really well. But what I was really, really impressed with was actually their, their turnover attack. So like their transition, which is I know something that they've been really hot on in training, making sure that any opportunity they get, they take it. And we saw that a couple of times off the line out, line break through the middle, then resulted into a try or multiple phase, then into a try. That's the type of thing that we needed to see from England tonight because when they go into the World Cup, and I know we're talking about a couple of teams, but particularly with France, when they're going to have to play phase on phase on phase to break it down, that's where they need to be tested. And I think that they did that well tonight. I breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that's an hour I'm and a half done uh, with one question. Uh, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Variants, I really like the variants today, as you, as you say. Use Scout on those hard lines. You saw that 2014. Use her. Go to the corner. Use Lydia Thompson through the middle. You then go to the corner with the line out. And this guy's comes on a short line because they all think you're going to do the driving line out. That's really what I like about this team is the self awareness. So Wales got under their skin of the Six Nations, mm-hmm. properly under their skin. Yep. Rattle them five, ten minutes. They tried it again tonight. No, none of it. Yep. Um, and they tried to have a little go at Abbey Ward. I don't know exactly what happened, but you know, I'm sure there's six and a half dozen the other. But it was done and dusted and nipped in the bud. And uh, they're, they're constantly learning. And Individuals then. Let's throw some, some bouquets out there. Helena Rowland's a, an obvious one. Yeah, I thought she was outstanding. You know, picked the right moments at the right time she used her footwork to get around defenders she's so elusive that that then she's such a threat that two players have to mark her and then she so she either opens it up for somebody else which when she put um any kill done in or she's slicing through the middle of them and two of her tries came from double touches you know she tipped the ball then followed through flooded through then back on the back of it and she's got the pace and acceleration to get through i thought she was outstanding i thought it was really great to get a solid 70 minutes from her i thought she was did really well when she went into 10 yes. as well so seeing that versatility that we know that she can do um yeah i thought it, she was outstanding defensively probably wasn't really tested um but in terms of attack was absolutely on fire here post-match with uh, helena roland helena uh, how was that for you i'm guessing you uh, you enjoyed that somewhat uh yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's safe to say i enjoyed that i think unbelievable crowd unbelievable atmosphere and uh what a performance i think as a squad, we really turned up from uh, the USA game and um, 
yeah, from a personal point of view, that was a, a little bit of a better performance <laughs> than I turned around in that game. So, yeah. So what did the team get right tonight, Helena? I think uh, we spoke a lot around simple things done well. Just make sure we're on the front foot, um, playing in their half and, yeah, go, go from there. Like, the, the pitch will open up, we'll, we'll get to score, we'll get back school, but uh, simple things first. And you personally, how pleased are you with your game? Yeah, very pleased, I think. Um, like it, yeah, it's not not very often that I, I score one try, let alone three. So that's that's always uh, um, yeah a really really special moment. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed every minute out there. Obviously, back playing twelve again, which I, I haven't done for <laughs> for a few matches. So um, yeah, always a little bit rusty to start off with, but yeah, really enjoyed that game. Did you feel you needed to put a marker down? Did, did everybody feel like they needed to put a marker down there tonight? That's the last showing before selection, of course. Yeah, I think so. I think these games were, uh, were kind of the last chance for us to, to put down um, or show the coaches what we can do. And, um, yeah, I think th this one was, was the last one for everyone. And I think everyone had that bit of edge about them that, uh, yeah, we need to go out and show the coaches why we should be on that plane. And um, I think you, you got that reaction from the players today. Um, it can sometimes go one of two ways if, if it gets too much and you go a bit cagey. But I think you saw from the squad effort, like everyone was on form and um, yeah, really enjoyable game to play. You're awesome. Congratulations. Enjoy the flight to New Zealand. <laughs> Lydia Thompson, I'm going to throw in there. I thought, yeah, she hasn't played for a while. Very, very physical. The handoffs, the power and her pace. She is an absolute world-class finisher, isn't she? Um, and Ellie Kildun in that back three as well. But up front, the front row will be very pleased from the first scrum, which is right in front of us here in the 22. Now Ashton we've lost Gate. listeners. Talking scrums. Yeah, no, we haven't. <laughs> we're, we're talking scrums with you, pod wife. But from that first scrum, you, you've given the impression to the referee, haven't you? That you're yeah. dominant and you're very dominant and therefore 50-50s are going to go the way of England. Yeah, I think, you know, when you reflect back on the Six Nations, that's where they troubled England. They got them in the set piece, got them in the scrum, but... You know, a whole front row change from USA. You know, every player wants to make their mark. Every player wants to be in this team. And then once you're in that team, you want to start in this team. And that first scrum set the scene, absolutely drove them off. But then, you know, 20 minutes later or 30 minutes later when Lark has to go off, Amy Cocaine comes on, they drive them over, get a penalty try. It's the, the strength that they have in that pack is ridiculous. And this Welsh side a highly technical around the scrum area they've got a solid pack with good weight behind it that wasn't that's no easy thing that they did I yeah. don't know anything about scrums but it definitely wasn't an no, easy no, thing they did so yeah. I think from that point of view and you spoke about the variation in the line out we know that they can just drive and go over um, so from those those areas hugely pleasing um, and just to touch on Lydia as well any time she touches the ball, whether she's got space or not, she makes ground. And she takes, like, three people to bring her down. And it's just it's remarkable, the strength and the power that that girl has. You, you do not want to tackle her. And here's somebody else that we do do not like tackling either. Speaking Emily Scarrett. strength and power, Emily Scarrett has uh, joined us on the WRP as we're just wrapping up the performance. Emily Scarrett, you're, you're out there tonight, obviously. Uh, your mark's out of ten and uh, your initial thoughts. Uh, give us a seven and a half. I don't know. It's the first time I think about that. <laughs> I thought, yeah, there's some Back really yourself. good bits. Really good bits. Always stuff to work on. 
Um, obviously, for some girls, it was their first hit out as well. We kind of forget that. Obviously, a few of us played uh, last week. Some girls hadn't had their hit out yet, so there's a bit in that. But yeah, I thought it was pleasing. We were just talking um, about the variation and, and how much more variation there was tonight. Whether it's going to the corner, but actually then using that as a decoy, hitting you on a flat line, that kind of stuff. Is that spoken about, or you just say, right, let's just open the box up a little bit? We know we've got it in there, but let's just open it up tonight. Yeah, I think there's obviously you always have quite a few tools in the box, and I think we're definitely probably guilty sometimes of if it's not broke, don't fix it and just keep doing the same thing. And obviously, our driving mall for so, for so many years has been such a strength. Um, but at the same time, we'll come into games whereby we're not get, perhaps getting the same joy from that, so we need to have other things to go to. Um, and yeah, I thought we mixed it up quite well tonight. Um, as I say, the driving mall is such a strength, and no doubt that will continue to be so. But you never know what you might, what else you might need, and you've got to have practiced it. There's no point doing it on a training field. Games are different, so you've got to have practiced it. You say um, give you a seven out of ten, seven and a half out of ten, but there are things to to work on. What are those things you need to work on? Because it's a scary prospect. Yeah, I think there's some breakdown bits. Wales are always you know, really good at kind of slowing that breakdown down and making sure that the ball is a bit sticky. Um, so there's stuff that, stuff that we can control in that as well. You know, it's not just always on them. Um, I think there's a couple of bits you know, on some exit stuff and playing in the right areas and just perhaps getting to that a bit quicker, you know, if, if that's where we want to go with it, getting to that a bit quicker. And then potentially a little bit of just being a bit braver. There's some opportunities where their defence was quite narrow. Um, so actually, you know, can we as backs be a bit braver? Whether it's that kind of kick pass, whether it's taking the one with, you know, a bit more, a bit more edge space. But yeah, just and it's probably feeds it back into that variety piece as well. One more question from me for a silly one: um, was individuals? Helena Rowland's got all the, the plaudits and what have you tonight, and probably rightly so. How much fun was it playing outside her? Yeah, she's class, isn't she? I think a game like that is made for her. You know, lots of space, lots of time on ball, lots of opportunities for her to kick out and accelerate, you know, with that insane acceleration that she has. Um, and just sitting in the middle of the field, being able to pick her head up, perhaps pick on somebody a little bit slower opposite her and then just taking off. So, yeah, she's class. It's fun. Outside of Oliver Packer singing his own national anthem, um, <laughs> did bless him. Um, how difficult was for you doing the I found it really difficult to say king, not queen. Did you find it difficult? Yeah, it is different, isn't it? I think it's um, an adjustment. I think, you know, we've all been so proud, obviously birthed for a long time, singing our national anthem, um, which has always involved the queen. And obviously this last week or so has been uh, tough. I think it's brought up a lot of things for many people. But, um, yeah, it's definitely different. But nonetheless, it's still a very, very proud moment being able to sing it. Thank you very much, Emily's character. Go and have a, a warm shower and a slice of orange or whatever you do cup of tea there we go cup of tea tea. and a protein shake Skaz thank you very much indeed for joining us on the WRP I'm Sarah Hedonate and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod Emily Scout there Um, obviously talking about a few bits to, to work on let's flip it over Wales rate their performance I think, you know, sometimes the score, and we have said this before, it doesn't always reflect the effort that's put in or even how tough sometimes the games can be. For me, though, they looked quite disorganised at times, um, especially when they come under a lot of pressure in their own 22. Um, We did see them exit better. Yep. Um, Defensively, they were were pretty organised in defence, double tackles, um, but it just got too narrow. 
and because they're having to send, you know, we just talked about Lydia, it takes three of them to take down. Now suddenly you've only got 12 left on your feet, two in the backfield. So now suddenly you've got 10 players in front, somebody like Helen Arona just picking people off for fun. Yeah. It, that makes it really challenging. Then you're consist- consistently on the back foot. Um, and I think feel like an attack, they just, it was last passes, it was too flat or on the shoulder, you know, all these milliseconds of things that have such an impact and a team as dominant as England, especially defensively when they are hunting and they are hungry and they want to suffocate, you've got to get those things right and it just it just felt quite flat. They were physical, we know that. They were passion, of course, 100%, niggly, all those, you know, all compliments, absolutely. But considering they've just been away to Canada for a week and, and had a test match against another physical Canadian side, I, I wanted to see more. I wanted to see a little bit more development from them. And Jazz Joyce, I don't think she got the ball in her hand until about the 65th, 70th minute. Lydia Thompson's got her hands on the ball four or five times in the first half. Get your key players in the game playing. You know, the short lines that uh, Emily Scout ran tonight. Get your key players on the ball. and Very easy to say for the stands, of course. But, uh, yeah, I expected a, a little bit more from Wales. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we just alluded around the pack from England and the front row. And what that front five, in fact, did for England was every time they carried, they made ground. And you flip that on the other side. And that's why Jazz is getting no ball, because they're not getting enough front foot ball, which then stresses the defence who are on the back foot. And then that's when you put it into the danger of people's hands. Um, it's just a shame because, you know, you would have thought there would have been, it would have been a bit closer. Uh, and obviously England have kicked on, you know, we're talking about Six Nations, what was that, April? Yep. So they've had that massive pre-season, they've already had one warm-up game, which was, you know, elements of it was successful. Um, so we would have expected England to kick on, but we also probably would have expected Wales to see more from Wales. Yeah, absolutely. Massive, massive headaches ahead for Lewis Deacon, Scott Beeman and Simon Middleton. Jürgen Cunningham and Richard within those guys as well. Um, have you done your 32 for England? Do you know what? I've not done a 32. I've just ruled a couple out. <laughs> I've done it the other way around. Well, That's quicker. Oh, no. no, I wouldn't. no, no you put yourself down a path <laughs> there, haven't you? <laughs> not rule people out. I think... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, something's not working. Mike's not working. <laughs> <laughs> She's up a cul-de-sac, ladies and gents. Come on, who have you, who have you opted out? No, look, I think there were, there's always going to be a challenge around... You know, there's obviously one prop that's going to get left at home. Yep. Potentially one of the nines that are going to get left at home. Fort Lucy played really, really well tonight. Um, Claudia also came on, played really well, and, and she's got the other string in her bone of, of playing back three whilst carrying a, an Abby Dow. You, you're going to need an extra bit of cover there. Well, she'll go. Who? Abby Dow. Oh, no, I know Abby yeah, Dow would go, yeah, but then watch a contingency if she doesn't yeah, get ready. So yeah, yeah, yeah. does he go, well, actually, I know Claudia can play well at nine, and I know that she she obviously played really well against USA. Yep. Um, so it's th- th- I think there's going to be not many surprises. I think no, you, no. when you're in that environment, you know where you're about. You know whether you're, you're in favour and you're going to be one of the players on the team sheet or you know if you're just on the cusp and days like today matter about how you perform um, which can be really challenging when you when you already know but you don't know if that makes sense yeah it does make perfect sense we could talk for hours about it couldn't we yeah. Um, but yeah Monday is selection day Tuesday for Wales I believe 
I, ju- uh, I just think that the thing for England is those three, four players that are getting left at home, they're, they're world-class players. World-class. Like they're top-class players that would get into any other team. And uh, that probably makes it even harder. I think if you're you know, a young player coming in or you've got one or two caps and you haven't been in the thick of it all. And But when you're as... You know, you could literally, you could name... All of those players could go and be successful and contribute and get into the team. So that's that's the chance for Hello, you coming in? Oh, lovely jubbly. We very much need you, Sarah Burr. We've had your dad, so... Your dad's been in, he's been singing songs. <laughs> uh, we, we can edit that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Sarah Bird has been hurdling the seats She's here at been Gate. hopping between every single broadcast here. You were OT- oh, look at you. I know. ITV and then with us, Women's Rugby Pod. Leaving the best to last. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Sarah. Really, really appreciate it. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was lovely. It's brilliant playing at Ashton Gate, so I absolutely love that. Um, yeah, it was good fun. It was nice to be with the girls. It was just nice to play some rugby when the pre-season has been like so long. So it was brilliant to just get on get on the pitch and play some rugby. Looks like you properly meant that, and it may, may, may sound like a, a strange statement, but you had to really have the bit between your teeth tonight in terms of set piece, in terms of your physicality around the field. That come from a, a sort of team sort of chatting about Wales and the Six Nations or they got on your skin a little bit they're very very physical or is it you know this is your last chance to, to show what you can do before New Zealand hopefully I think it's probably a bit of both we're, we're known uh, in Six Nations Wales really came out at us in that first half and we were expecting that today so it's something that we've really worked on that's a, something Wales really bring to try and that kind of aggression snappy fight to, to mess up our plays so um, there's something we expected but and also that's the other side of it as well you know selections coming up everyone wants to put their you know hat in the ring and you know be selected for that world cup so i think that's another part everyone wants to do well and also as a team we just want to be better than we were last time so that's probably something that we have been working on as a team that we want to keep pushing forward and we want to keep bringing and making sure it's better and better each time we get out now we're going to send birth off to sleep here we're going to just talk no, scrums for a moment. i've already heard this from her uh just just <laughs> going to talk scrums just for a moment i could tell you she's going to put How? it on a highlight reel <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How delighted were you with that first scrum? Because it sets the tone, doesn't it, with the ref and everyone else? Yeah, I'm. I'm so proud of the girls and and how far we have come with our scrums. It's something we've really worked on over the last, you know, four years. And to come out today and put what we are doing on the training pitch in on a game under pressure in an international environment is really difficult, especially when you don't know what they're they're going to bring or how they're going to present. And Wales do have a really good scrum in Six Nations. They 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 dominated a lot of sides. So, you know, to see that and get that penalty try, I think that's. Someone asked me the other day actually, what's better, score in a 50 meter or a penalty scrum try? And I was like, penalty scrum try, um, because it's a team effort. It's like it's such hard work, and I don't think people realise like how hard it is. Um, so to get that, it's it, there's no other feeling. So that tops the Italy try. Yeah, any try, penalty scrum tries, just uh, at the top. You lot at are the top. just different gravy. <laughs> I just don't really. I think I still have that bit. Like I'm a back row, still learning. So when it goes right. You know, it's that really massive sense of achievement that you get, and yeah, absolutely love it. <laughs> Brilliant, biggest smile on your face talking about scrubs. I absolutely <laughs> love it, uh, and mine too. Uh, look, Monday, it's a it's a big old day. What are you going to be doing Sunday? How are you going to spend? Be spending Sunday? You're going to try and chill out. How how are you going to prepare yourself for what is a, a very big announcement? How are you finding out? What's yeah, your method? Yeah, how are you finding out? 
if I'm not in, a call. If I am in, just a WhatsApp message. So, just a heads up before. <laughs> like, okay, nice. Um, yeah, and I hope, I don't know, I just it's going to be so hard. Like, there's such good competition out there. I don't think anyone could pick a squad right now. So, you know, really, fingers crossed for everyone, really. But um, what am I going to be doing at the weekend? I'm probably going to chill out. I'm going to really try and see my family, um, see my family and friends. And, like, there's a few gatherings happening, so I'm going to go say hi to all of them. and Switch off. Yeah, switch off. And then just see, see friends and get ready and ready to focus on those two, two, three days of training that we have prior. And then, yeah, get all my beauty done. <laughs> get my eyelashes lifted, eyebrows done. That's why I look a bit rogue right now. Get my roots done. That's all right. We've got no film crew. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought either way I'm going to enjoy getting my hair done so yeah exactly be pampered yeah. if not yeah really, so Sarah Bird's weekend is karaoke with dad and then down the beauticians yeah. Yeah. awesome <laughs> Sarah Bird thank you so much for joining us really appreciate it scrums talking scrums literally talking scrums Beth how brilliant was that I'm leaving yeah okay. <laughs> um, yeah we could talk for hours and hours and hours we won't um, let's get back on the pod next week we'll see you next week Yes, we will. Love you, bye. Bye.